Welcome and thank you for joining us on Birth Mother Matters in Adoption with Kelly Rourke Scary and me, Ron Rains, where we delve into the issues of adoption from every angle of the adoption triad. Do what's best for your kid and for yourself because if you can't take care of yourself, you're definitely not going to be able to take care of that kid and that's not fair. And I know that my daughter will be well taken care of with them. Don't have an abortion. Give this child a chance. All I could think about was needing to save my son. My name is Kelly Rourke-Scary. I am the executive director, president, and co-founder of Building Arizona Families Adoption Agency, the Donna K. Evans Foundation, and creator of the You Before Me campaign. I have a bachelor's degree in family studies and human development and a master's degree in education with an emphasis in school counseling. I was adopted at the age of three days, born to a teen birth mother, raised in a closed adoption, and reunited with my birth mother in 2007. I have worked in the adoption field for over 15 years. And I'm Ron Raines. I've worked in radio since 1999. I was the co-host of two successful morning shows in Prescott, Arizona. Now I work for my wife, who's an adoption attorney, and I'm able to combine these two great passions and share them on this podcast. If you enjoy this podcast, make sure to rate and review us on whatever platform you use to listen to us and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Look for AZ Adopt Podcast. So today we're going to talk about the value of open adoption. Having worked in the adoption field for 17 years and having been adopted myself for almost 50, (laughs) uh, I will say that I didn't learn the true value of open adoption until I experienced it myself as an adult. Uh And today we're going to talk about why it's important, why the trend has definitely shifted from promoting closed adoptions to open adoptions. And that's not to discount that there are some reasons for closed adoptions and we're not going to negate any of those reasons, but at the same time, understanding the value and the reasoning behind the importance of open adoption is going to be our focus. So starting today, we're going to talk about, like I said, open adoption and why it's so important and why it is a benefit to the entire triad, the Mm -hmm. adoptive family, the birth mother, and the adoptee. So when I was in my early 30s, I decided at that time in my life that I wanted to go and look and reunite with my birth mother. And I was the product of a closed adoption. I had three statements about my birth mother that I clung to until I was in my 30s, and that's all I knew. Uh And when I found her and we started to develop our relationship, I think it made me a better person. I think that it gave me a sense of really who I was and where I came from. I think as a society, we're all wanting to know more about our ancestry, which is why those sites, you know, Ancestry.com and 23andMe uh-huh. and all of the genetic testing and, you know, the uploading of family trees is so important to us now. And we're all so interested because we want to learn more about who we really are and where we came from. That is one thing that open adoption really offers an adoptee. And it's not just that. If you go further, it allows the birth mother to really share about herself and her family, which is also the adoptee's family. Mm -hmm. And it allows her to instill and pass on some of the things that she may want future generations in her blood lineage to know or to have. And it affords a really firm understanding. I I don't know of any adoptee 
that is of mature age and sound mind that doesn't want to know something about who they are and where they're from and non-identifying information that is contained in adoption records is most of the time just not enough. And a lot of times, like you said, kind of even false. I mean, the one thing that always stuck with me about your adoption story about your mom was how you believed that she loved, was it PE? Physical education. Yeah. And that I always turned wondered out to- why I wasn't super athletic. You know, I always wondered like, why? Well, when right. I met my mother, I found out exactly why I'm not super athletic. She doesn't <laughs> like me at all. She doesn't like any type of, she didn't like any type of physical activity. Right. So that information isn't always correct anyway, unfortunately. No, absolutely not. Uh, and, and that and that was kind of funny. I mean, it couldn't have been further from the truth. Maybe they got it reversed. Like, what's your least favorite subject in school? <laughs> <laughs> and I think that it's important, too. I mean, when when I was boarding the plane to go and meet her for the first time, I remember telling uh, my friend who went with me, I remember telling her, I want to find her so I could find myself. Mm-hmm. And I think that you really do find a piece of who you are when you find out who you came from, what that person is really about and what they're like. And I think that by affording an open adoption, you're giving a gift to the adoptee, but you're also giving a gift to the adoptive family because their vested interest in that child is so strong and so profound that they're going to want to make sure that that child has, that they're honed in on maybe what are some special skills, some special, you know, unknown characteristics or attributes. What if there is a strong uh, talent of music in the family that you're not aware of? Uh Or what about if there is a genetic predisposition to being ambidextrous? You know, like there's all kinds of really neat things that you can, you know, you can help develop. And I I think that that's really special. So I think that it's important for families out there, as well as birth parents and adoptees to understand why there has been such an enormous push towards open adoption. Mm -hmm. You know, for us who've been in the adoption world for so long, we can definitely see why those choosing open adoption really do benefit you know with an open adoption too you have to remember it's not that you have to constantly be a part of the child's life if you are looking for an open relationship and maybe you don't want to have you know a very uh close-knit or you don't want to be you know an integral role in in the in the family's life or in the child's life just establish that on the front end make sure you establish what you're looking for you know, what your goal is that you definitely want an open adoption, but what degree. And that way there's not a misunderstandings of expectations. I think that again, that is, you know, expectations are important, especially when they're conveyed so they can be productive and they can be fulfilled. And with regards to wanting to establish an open relationship. We talked about it in the last podcast about how, you know, some things that you can do to establish a trusting relationship, which is the foundation for a good and positive open adoption. But I think really what I've learned about open adoptions and why they are invaluable to all aspects of the triad is 
most adoptive families really want to understand where the child's coming from. They want to know more about the child's history. They want to make sure that they celebrate all of those uh, special attributes that the child came from. You know, if if they have some, you know, Native American in them, maybe they want to go and and have a special Native American day where they, you know, uh, do special cuisine that is favored among Native Americans. Or right. maybe they, you know, if there is some Scottish and then maybe there's a Scottish meal they want to make or they want to do history. Maybe the child has to choose a country uh, for school to do a report on and they can help them choose uh, a country of their own lineage. You know, that kind of stuff is really fun. And I will say, you know, again, when I was younger, they and a child, they were definitely more closed than open. And I remember being in school and anytime we had to do a family tree or talk about our ancestry or what country, you know, we originated from and so forth, that was really hard for me because I didn't have a lot of answers. Uh-huh. And so I, I definitely adopted, per se, uh, my adoptive families, you know, culture and, and their origins. But in some ways, I felt like I wasn't being 100% truthful. And I think that with, you know, the success of this podcast, hopefully we can convey to other adoptees and birth mothers and adoptive families how important that disclosure really is. And how, again, once we can normalize adoption and the adoption experience and the adoption concept as a whole, I think that we you know, we're able to, to grasp what it really is and make it better than it is today. The other thing that is, I think, so hard when you are talking about adoption and you talk about, you know, open adoption and closed adoption is we have to get away from the stereotypes of the past and, you know, the bad movies that we've seen, you know, at two o'clock in the morning that are made about adoption that just aren't true. Uh Um, And, Again, we need to we need to shift to the truth and, and stay on planet reality. Absolutely. Another thing that I think is really important, and uh, I just think that it's such a good direction we are going in with the open adoptions because we all the time on this podcast we talk about how special and what heroes these birth mothers are, and. I think with an open adoption, they get to actually see that for themselves as they watch the child growing, you know, whether it's through Skype calls or even emails or letters or whatever. They get to see what a hero they actually are. Right. And also it does give them, most of them, a real sense of pride Mm -hmm. and it gives them closure and it gives them a sense of relief and gratification to see their child thriving. It gives them this sense of, I did do the right thing. I did make the right choice. And, you know, for those moms that really struggle after the adoption, we've had moms that say, you know, I I do want an open adoption. I'm just looking really at letters and pictures. And after the uh, baby is placed for adoption, they kind of pull back a little bit and they say, I'm just not ready yet. And that's okay. That's okay. There's a time and a place for everything. And maybe in six months, you'll be ready and you'll want to look at those pictures and you'll want to see the updates on your child. That's why they're there. Again, just, you know, expressing those expectations. You know, there's nothing in the world wrong with the mom who places a baby for adoption and three months into it says, you know, can I go for another counseling session? You know, our agency will absolutely uh, pay for that and support the birth mother and, you know, help her 
um, with whatever she is struggling with. And I think it's important for all agencies and adoption entities to understand that the adoption's not done, you know, when the baby's placed for adoption. In most situations, it's just beginning. And so as an adoption community, we really need to rally behind all parts of the triad and make sure that we help all the, the triad members so that they are the most successful in their role as a triad member, that they're navigating the waters of adoption and that they are helping society understand and normalize what this process really is. I think that's just amazing. I really do. And it's commendable that as an agency and even with this podcast, that's what we're trying to do is is give more information and help these birth mothers as well as the adoptive families, everybody and the children, of course, to understand what they're going through. And I hope that we're helping in some small way anyway. I definitely think we are. And hopefully our listeners can continue to help us help them by sharing this podcast with their friends and family. We have a pregnancy crisis hotline available 24-7 by phone or text at 623-695-4112. Or you can reach us on our toll-free number at 1-800-340-9665. We can make an immediate appointment with you to get you to a safe place, provide food and clothing, and help you get started on creating an Arizona adoption plan, or just give you more information. Check out our blogs on our website at azpregnancyhelp.com and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by looking for AZ Adopt Podcast. If you enjoy this podcast, make sure to rate and review us on whatever platform you use to listen to us. Birth Mother Matters and Adoption was written and produced by Kelly Rourke Scary and edited by me. Thanks go out to Grapes for letting us use their song, I Don't Know, as our theme song. Join us next time on Birth Mother Matters and Adoption. For Kelly Rourke Scary, I'm Ron Rains, and we'll see you then.